Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me on the road to nowhere again, something, John Wayne, that's right, here I am, John Wayne, back again, still in Wayne Manor, of course, nestled in the East Wing in the Library of Evil, where I'm constantly dwelling, um, except for this past weekend, which we'll talk about later, uh, I have it's the afternoon when I'm actually recording this. I usually uh, record top, tip top of the morning too, yeah. But uh, today it's a little bit later in the day, so I'm just enjoying a fine Topo Chico. I drank a lot of coffee this morning, and I have, of course, a nice heaping bowl of Grand Papias Metasin, ah, my favorite um, weed. I'm talking about weed. So uh, yeah, so this is another week. It has been uh, the. KillerCon just happened this past weekend. Uh, we will talk about that in the main part of the, the show today, so I do want to acknowledge it. We are going to talk all about it, so uh, we're going to talk about it, I guess, um, uh, during that later. So that has just happened. Uh, before we go any further, just I want to give a shout out to some new Patreon supporters. Uh, I've got some new people jumped on the Patreon this week, so uh, as you know, I shout everybody out that when you first join on, and then first of the month, first of the month, everybody gets a big bad shout out. So what's up to Jay Wright? What's up, man? Shouts out to you, sir. I appreciate you uh, very much. I hope everything's going good with the new house and them dogs. Those dogs. Those cute dogs. Christy Patterson, what's up, you bad bitch? You, you are one of the best in the world. Christy, you've been, uh, Christy comes and sees me play. She's supported me forever. Thank you so much, Christy. You're the best around, and no one will ever keep you down. She single-handedly had to defend me in my honor at, at uh, a brewery show, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. And shouts out to David McCoy. What's up, dude? Thank you so much for donating to me, my man. I wish that uh, we could have a beer together somewhere, and uh, we will soon, I hope. So uh, shouts out, you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, if you would like to check out my Patreon out there, uh, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, and you can find out all the cool stuff I got going on there. I've got several tiers, but what I've just done is added the $1 beer fund tier uh, that went up last week. I, I announced it on last week's uh, episode, and uh, still, it's still up there going. Uh, you know, it's not going anywhere, so check it out. It's only a dollar a month, and you get uh, you get access to the Awesome Dude for Life boner bonus podcast which is the other another weekly show that i do comes also comes out on monday but it's only for my patreon subscribers so any tier that you join you get all the cool stuff that comes with it plus access to the show and i want to you know i really like that podcast as well and i'm having a lot of great conversations with people and and a lot of great guests on there and i, I just want to make it more accessible um and you know try to you know get it out there so it's only a buck to join check it out uh go to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead and i appreciate it very much so another week here we are uh who knows what's going on i don't it doesn't matter um i have been uh, like i said we're gonna talk about killer con later uh other than that this week I've been, uh, you know, uh, right. I wrote like a bunch this week, actually. Like I was, I was, uh, really jazzed, uh, just on, you know, I was just kind of, uh, I I'm in this like sweet spot of my work in progress right now where I'm bringing it up. It's, it's, you know, it's coming on like third act stuff, you know, it's, uh, and it's a lot of fast paced things that are happening in this. So I'm having a lot of fun 
writing it and I'm finding like I'm just, you know, getting more and more engrossed and engaged with what I'm doing as I'm kind of ramping up the action. So I, I did a, a whole lot of writing this week and that was, that was uh, very cool and great. Uh, submitted a short story and, and some of that, uh, some other stuff like that. So it has been, uh, it's been pretty good. I, uh, I did some podcasts, some awesome dude for life podcast. And, um, I, uh, I did a, uh, oh, you know what? I think I forgot to mention this. Oh, I also forgot this. I think I can't remember, but I think I forgot to shout out David DeBernadides, Dedidas, Das, Das last week, uh, on the first of the month show. I, I, couldn't remember i honestly was like man because i usually make that joke like with the last name i'm always like telling you like do 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 you know because i am i can't read or pronounce things because i'm that stupid but uh is i feel like i forgot last week so david shouts out to you uh my man you rule uh, i hope all is well in your city in your town and in your country um but so thanks guys um so yeah, this week I just uh, did a bunch of writing, like I said. Oh, I'm back to the gym. That's what I was going to say. I have officially, for the last two weeks now, I forgot to bring it up last week, have been full-time back to the gym. Like, I cannot, I have to do something with my energy. Um, and, you know, I, I, I went from basically like probably four or five times a week to the gym to no times a week to the gym for months you know since the start in march april may i don't know when i went back a couple times you know when they opened it uh but i didn't feel good about the things or whatever that was going on the sanitation maybe or the people like lack lack of caring i guess about everybody else but since i've been going back uh i have to say it's much better everyone is you know masked up wiping stuff down or or for the most part i'm i'm wiping everything down um before and after i use it I don't care how many things I use. Uh, you know, it's better safe than sorry. But I have been doing that, and that's been going going pretty well. Uh, get, I need to get back on that horse, man. You know, I'm like, man, you letting yourself slip, you little bitch, and uh, get get back to it. So I will be kicking that into a high intensity. Uh, you know, or not maybe super high intensity, a little higher, like higher intensity. Get everything back going. Get myself. Uh, all situated and hopefully get my mind all straightened out and keep myself uh, leveled out there, getting that energy burned off somehow. Um, other than that, what was I going to say? Oh, um, you know, I, there's so much I, I, I want to talk about that I want to talk about for this week, but it's, it's going to pertain to the story portion. So um, I guess what we'll just do is we'll just get right into our three card tarot reading uh, right now. How about that? Um, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every episode, and I write down my thoughts, kind of what's going on in my head, what I'm thinking about this week, or what's been on my mind lately, and then I uh, just kind of get a different perspective on those things through what the you know prism of the cards mean. Um, so I like it; it's very fun. And uh, this um, this week, I I too did did use my new deck. Uh, that I got from uh, Weird Punk Books. Shouts out, Sam, Richard. Um, I got the multi-stabber tarot deck from them, uh, and it is beautiful and awesome. I've been using that one for my three-card readings the last last few weeks since I got it uh, from my wife. So, so this week, um, <clears throat> you know, here here's what's on my mind: problem solving. I know I'm saying that a lot, but it's on my mind a lot. I'm trying to, you know, I want to be 
you know, I, I'm, I'm in the mindset of where I'm trying to figure out possible solutions to things that they're that I haven't even encountered or, or don't know if I'll encounter just just to be ready, man. You know, that's that's where I'm at problem solving wise. Um, constantly moving forward. You know, that's not not something I, I necessarily think about all the time because I'm usually pretty good about continuing and keeping going um, and not stopping or, or, you know, not letting myself backslide. But that's something I do like kind of tell myself in my, you know, morning mantras, I'm, you know, walking the dog. I, you know, I refuse to backslide. I will not plateau. <clears throat> and that's just something to um, think about. It keeps you moving forward, I guess, a little bit, uh, gives you a little bit more gusto in your gustet. I, I don't know. We'll we'll leave that in louder. Um, also, determination, being being determined, more determined and focused in in all of that. And I can think the moving forward, determined, focused thing, all kind of going together. You know, putting all of those things, uh, making them all work, and and propelling myself forward still in this uh, you know time of uncertainty. And then I wrote Teflon slash bulletproof to resistance. So. When I mean when I what I meant by that was, um, well, when I talk about resistance, it's anything that is going to keep me like or knock knock you off your, you know, take you off the path. Uh, as simply as you sit down to write, and you soon as you oh, you know what, I forgot to get a drink. Get up, get something to drink. You sit down, you're like, bring it up. You're like, I oh, you know what. I forgot to call my mom back two weeks ago. I bet, you know, and you just keep like doing that. These are, these things are resistance like that you're, uh, that are keeping you from doing, you know, what you're supposed to be doing. And I usually don't have a problem with those things. I'm pretty focused. I'm pretty disciplined. Um, but it's something to be aware of. And also there's other, other kinds of resistance besides that, that I'm talking about. Um, and just, just, uh, not allowing, you know, things like, more events being canceled or, you know, uh, just uh, this not happening the way I went. All of those things, just not letting anything knock me off. That's even like the, you know, uh, whatever the responses to things and news is, you know, anything that would take me down from what I'm doing and, and pull me off the path. Those are the things I just want to, you know, make sure I'm staying strong against, I guess. I don't know if I'm making sense. Guys, I am so... I'm really out of it, but we'll talk about it. Um, Five of Pentacles reversed is the first card I got. So this card is is um about uh this is a good card to start this reading with. I think it's about recovery uh, and recovering from financial loss. And um, you know, Pentacles are <clears throat> material wealth, you know, financial stuff that that kind of thing uh, for the most part. So this, when this card is in the reverse position, it's saying that we're the end of a, a difficult time is here. You know, we're 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 done with some kind of, you know, uh, rough maybe financial time that we've been through or or something related to that. We're getting back on our feet. Uh, we feel like things are worth it again. Like we feel like we're worth living again. That kind of thing. You know, our confidence has gone up. Um, you know, now now we're looking at the long term. We can see ahead. We're we're allowing ourselves to do that. You know, all of this. The confidence re is renewed. Our hope is renewed because of the this, this thing is coming to an end. This bad patch is coming to an end. Um, <clears throat> aside from that, now we also have to look at um, what kind of emphasis we're putting on uh, material wealth 
as well. Like the end of a difficult time is is here, and I think you know you you come you can come out of that like one or two ways. At least speaking, you know, from experience. Just I'm talking about myself here. You know, you can have a time where you're you know really tightening your belt for for a good run, and then <clears throat> then you get some uh, you know you get some things going, and you you know it changes. You get some padding in your uh, you know accounts and stuff like that, and you either are, uh, are like a little bit more cautious moving forward like okay like i'm gonna do this and that and go that or you're like woohoo i gotta spend some money because i'm so sick of being broke for so long like that <clears throat> you know and i've I've done both of those things you know i i definitely uh still str- i mean i'm still struggling with those I'm, I'm pretty good i'm trying to be very good at tightening my belt especially right now but we in regards to this we need to look at if we're putting too much emphasis on this on material wealth and uh and are neglecting our spiritual well-being. Um, so one way is that you know we may have this kind of retain this kind of worthless feeling where we don't feel like we uh, we're worth spending. Like we're nothing. We're, oh, we're not worth that. I don't deserve that. You know, something that you want, like a nice nicer car or a nice watch something something like that that may be a little bit more expensive than the you know kind of average thing that you would buy for yourself you know, we get into that mindset and then it's just becomes like a hoarding type situation, but you're never really, you know, you're just concentrating on, I guess, uh, amassing the wealth, but having this feeling like you don't deserve any of it. Um, and that's not good. And, uh, that, that's kind of a sign of like some, you know, you might be having some spiritual depletion, bankruptcy a a little bit, (laughs) haha, no pun intended. Um, I don't even know if that's a pun. Or either that or, you know, you're spending it, like I said, like, boom, as soon as it comes in, it's going out, you're buying trivial things, you know, and, and the, what we need to do looking at both of these, you know, sides of this is to put an end to this negative cycle. You know, it's, it's time to, and this, this reading actually flows very well with this kind of theme in there of time to break these negative cycles that we are maybe have found ourselves in um i think lately especially with you know all the the stuff going on in the world the pandemic just the depression of of being stuck inside all these things churning uh it's been probably much easier for people to get into negative cycles whether that be a behavior or uh you know some kind of a um a, you know a excess excessive you know, consumption of some something, uh, not necessarily just alcohol and drugs, food, television, uh, you know, all kinds of things, you know, those kind of things. And <clears throat> also any negative thought processes, it's been really easy to fall into those, um, especially, you know, if you have, you know, existing mental health issues, uh, like, like I myself do, it's, you're even more prone now in this weird, like, kind of dark, seriously dark time you know you don't know what the hell's going on and it's easy it's easy to get into bad thought processes right now and bad just negative cycles of things behaviors thoughts we need to work on breaking those like that's where we we need to start uh acknowledging the the behavior or the or the thought pattern and actually making you know forward progress to like Stopping and thinking about how you're going to do it, you know, take the steps. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. But if you're like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of fucking, you know, whatever. I'm, I, I've been uh, watching so much television since I 
got you know been quarantined i'm gonna stop and i this is totally not relatable because i don't really watch a whole lot of television at all but just something like that i don't want to start i don't want to qualify this with drugs or alcohol necessarily because then it, it demonizes it a little bit more i feel when you're talking about it because you're like oh it's you're bad if you're doing drugs and alcohol to excess i'm just eating jelly donuts no it's like all all of these things are are that are negatively affecting you they're knocking you off of your path for the long the longer uh hall here <clears throat> but yeah if you like okay so just start to come up with solutions to those problems like i'm gonna cancel you know maybe you're not gonna cancel you know your apps or whatever for the for your television but you're like hey you know what i'm not gonna watch tv at all starting uh on on x day a week like maybe tuesday i'm not gonna watch i'm gonna start not watching tv and i'm gonna read uh you know one book for you know how i don't know how some people read fast or slow, but even just anything like I'm going to read a book a month instead of, you know, you start reading and replacing, uh, you know, reading with the time you would be, would have been watching TV. And that's, you know, swapping a better a good habit for a bad habit. And then that's how we need to do our thought processes where we need to swap out like these negative thoughts for a positive thing. Uh, one for one situation uh, <clears throat> is you know just sometimes how we have to go about it and look at and seriously look at the the good things that we have that we can <clears throat> think about rather than like oh we're all gonna die and fucking burn um we need okay also with this card i know i got off on a little tangent there but that's kind of the overall theme of this reading uh we need to make sure we're not putting too much fixation on material wealth like i said that harms um our spiritual self and our mindset uh that's you know i it sucks not to have money, and I know it's something to be like, oh man, I wish I wish I had more money. I wish I had this, but you know, I'm when I look at this, I I just want it makes me uh, think like, okay, make sure that you're appreciating the things you have, and not not saying like, man, I wish I had, you know, I wish I made this much there. Be like, man, I at least I hey, I made that much, and I'm doing okay, and I'm you know those kind of things, those one for ones. Sorry, I'm high as hell. Okay, next card, the Hermit. So, the, the Hermit, uh, as we know, this is a card about introspection, soul-searching. It's not about going off into the woods and not talking to anybody and, uh, you know, just living by yourself and growing a long b beard and uh, posing for, like, you know, with Led Zeppelin album covers and stuff. It's, it's, a, um, it's about... <clears throat> representing that take taking some time away from everything taking some time away you know yes that can mean taking time away from the public you know your public or whatever your public is for a while and that means like you know you you don't go out for the weekend or you take the whole you know monday through friday and instead of hanging out with so-and-so and jibba jab and going to this you don't do any of those things you stay home and and you you know kind of do what this these kind of what this card is asking us to do and that's to um you know kind of look within ourselves to find um what our sense of truth is you know i think there's a lot of things that uh we we have the answers to in our subconscious we just need to stay connected to them so this is kind of like saying that this is saying when you take some time away even you know however you want to do that is fine I'm not saying like seclude yourself for five days from your friends. It, it can be as simple as instead of going to lunch with people, you s sit in your car and meditate or you sit in your car and 
write a, a, a half a page journal for the day on how you're feeling, something like that, you know, um, just so we can really, it's very important to, to contemplate what our, our motivations are in life and, and, and really know what our values are and our principles. And, you know, it's, we want, I, I have said it before and I'll say it again, it's, we want to be our most authentic self. And that's, this is how we get there through, um, <clears throat> you know taking this this time sometimes and even if you're like well i know i know what i'm talking about yeah well sometimes you got to check back in and just make sure you know everything's still in the right place you know it doesn't it doesn't hurt uh at all um you know this card says when we, when we tune into this inner guiding light you know we'll find the answers we seek like i said we'll find them we, we might even know them already um you know this is also we need to take some time right now to evaluate our personal goals you know maybe it's time to change course um, you know, that, that could be a thing. You could be kind of like convincing yourself everything is okay with this plan that you've got, or maybe you don't even realize. So you start dissecting it, pulling it apart again. And you're like, wait, this isn't where I want to go with my life. This is where it's leading right now. If I stick to this, it might be time to change course, man. And that's fine. We need to get that deeper understanding of what our true priorities are, you know, and we, we get that. And I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but, but stepping aside, shutting out distractions, you know, really dedicating yourself to to this, you know, or or what your goal is and starting to put a plan together and being serious about it. Um, you know, you don't do that when you're out with your buddies or your friends or, or you're, you know, fucking half ass talking and, and watching TV at the same time. You got to spend time away. You got to have you have to quiet yourself and. You know, and this this goes back to with the with the five of pentacles reverse, how we talked about, you know, when you fall into these habits of the financial type thing, it's it's spiritually depleting you. And the the hermit is now saying, like, this is how you need to get that. We need to continue to build up our, you know, spiritual energy and keep ourselves full in that regard um, here. So and now the last card. Uh, wait, hold on. Maybe I want to say anything else about that. Uh, I talked about changing, yeah, changing course, evaluate personal skills. Uh, yeah, no, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, last card I got, death. So, we know, uh, death is not bad, it's not a bad card, it just, it's, it's telling you that there's an end, is an end of a major phase or aspect of your life is ending. Um, it, it is, uh, you know, it's important to realize this is most you know, nine times out of 10, this is something that is not serving you anymore or 10 times out of 10, whatever is ending is not serving you or keeping you on your path or, or, you know, leading you to, or, or adding to, you know, getting you towards your higher goal. Uh, it, it, it usually is something that comes out of the blue or very well could be coming out of the blue, something you're not expecting. And it has a very good chance of being something that hurts something that's like, ah, shit, or, or, you know, causes, stress or strain uh but it's temporary you know this with this card what we have to remember and not you know not to sound cliche but it something's ending so something else begins you know you're closing the door but you're opening the window i don't know about that like you're walk you're closing one door and you're you're opening the back door now because the breeze comes through better there i don't know uh but that's how we have to look at this you know what this it may suck this may be the end of something you've you know maybe you know now realize you've wasted time on or 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 uh, resources, whatever it is. Um, if it's a relationship, it could be that it could, 
It could be a lot of things. But it's important to know that it this has to end. Um, and what's going to come uh, is a renewal that we'll get from this end. It, it's, it's a sucky ending, but you know, you got to burn, burn it all down sometimes to, to grow the new, the new forest underneath. Or I, you know, I think I read that in a fortune cookie, but no, it, it's the, the renewal is, is guaranteed is promised to you is, is what this is saying. You know, when you, when this happens, don't dwell on visualize a new possibility, you know, um, allow yourself to see more, more constructive patterns for you, more things that you could spend your time on or where, where you can go from this constructively, you know, open your mind to those ideas like that. Um, you know, this card is about transformation. This card is about transition, uh, clearing away our old self to bring in this new, you know, we need to take out the limiting factors. Like I said, the, 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 with the last card, the hermit with the processes that we've fallen into negative, you know, uh, thoughts and negative, uh, you know, fucking cycles, the breaking the cycles. Sorry. Uh, I should just think of staying been a while. Break cycle. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is, so this, again, it's talking about that. It, it, you know, this is all about getting rid of those things that aren't serving us anymore and are limiting us so that we can have this broader sense and satisfy, satisfying us in our life. Um, rather than being caught up in something that needs to die anyway. Uh, Again, with a lot, you know, with change and with flow, you know, with things like intuition, I talk about this a lot. Uh, you can't resist. Don't resist this change. This is going to be a sweeping change, like I said. It could be hurtful, but it can it cannot be avoided. It's it's one of those things that, you know, don't start uh, trying to think you're going to throw some Hail Mary to fix this when you're in the midst of it. It's happening. We have to accept it. It can't be avoided. But again, new opportunities are on the other side of this. You know, when, when we let go of these unhealthy attachments, you know, we, we can cut out the excess, cut out the distractions to us, and, the, and then we can let go of the things that are no longer necessary. Um, you know, with this, this reading starts with the, the promise of a, a difficult time ending, right? <clears throat> and it ends with something uh, ending. That's That's not the difficult time it's something else but all of this we talk about making sure to step aside you know <clears throat> dwell inside yourself for a while separate yourself take all those distractions away know what you stand for know where you're going know what you want know who you are your genuine self and then work from there to to to, to do those things and when this sweeping change happens it it will suck, but you know what? It might suck just a little bit less because you know what you stand for. You know where you're going to go from here. You know where to look for the opportunities that are going to present themselves to you after this change has happened. So um, <clears throat> so that is the reading uh, for the week. I got uh, I got a lot out of that. That was a good one. I thought that was a good one for this week as well for, uh, for me, and I hope it was for everybody else. If you are interested in tarot, I do a card of the day uh, reading on my Instagram every single morning and uh, it also goes to my YouTube channel after that so if you don't already you should follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram and you can check out uh, it's a two minute card of the day reading every single morning and it's uh, it helps me to learn and it <clears throat> you know it helps other people who are interested kind of maybe uh, get more uh, introduced to what tarot is and, and the differences and interpretations I don't know I like it so um, now, earlier I talked about uh, Patreon, 
and how I have uh, another podcast that I do on there every single week, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And as you know, if you're a listener to the show, every uh, week for quite a while now, I've been taking uh, a segment, a portion of that episode, the same episode that comes out today that this episode comes out, but over on the Patreon. And uh, I'm putting a, a, a chunk of it in here to to kind of introduce everybody to the guests, let you know what's going on in the in the episode. And and if you want to check out the rest of it, <clears throat> just hop on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Any tier you join gets you the the uh, the podcast. And if you're you know if you just want to be checking out some extra cool you know content podcasts every week, uh, because what else, you know, you need another podcast to throw on the pile. You can join the Dollar Beer Club and that gets you access to the podcast. So you can catch up on all the episodes and check out uh, the this one that we're going to listen to a portion of this week. I uh, had the uh, great pleasure. Now, I've been talking to people uh, on this on the podcast, Skyping in people from all over the country uh, for the last like 30, you know, some episodes that I've been doing it. But... <clears throat> Today, I stayed right here, or this week, you know, right here in Old H-Town, Houston, Dirty Third, Third Coast, what's up? Shouts out. And uh, I talked to a very good friend of mine, Mr. Connor Clifton. He and I were uh, in Micro Satan together. As you know, I've talked about that, the sketch group that we were with. We talk a lot about that on this episode and some of the, some fun times and things like that. Connor and I have been a lot of shows together. Uh, we've, we've worked together in many different capacities, but, you know... The, the most important capacity of all was friendship. So uh, let's take a little listen here to myself and uh, Mr. Uh, half of Effin Rager, uh, Mr. Connor Clifton. We went and got tattoos together. Uh, well, that, that whole faithful story. I don't know if I need to dredge that back up, but I will. Um, <laughs> the th- you can dredge it back up. The thing is, is you always get the story wrong. So I'm curious if you can get it right this time. Oh, the story, I always get it very correct. <laughs> this was, um, I don't know how we even, like, we were just, had been hanging out and chatting, and you're like, let's go get tattoos, and like, I'm always down to get tattoos, so we hit up uh, Brandon Madrid, a mutual friend of ours, at um, still at uh, Old Crow, it's it's Richmond Ave right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Richmond Avenue Tattoo, shouts out, and let's get tattoos, so we go, and um, first of all, let's, we start, I'm driving around. And I, I park and I'm like, hey, I parked over here. You're like, yeah, that's fine. You could park there. And I was like, cool. And then I we go to Double Trouble, which is right next to it at the time. And uh, and we have some drinks. We're waiting for Brandon. And then, you know, we're chatting. And that's like when you even told me the like the first ideas of Micro Satan that you and Billy were talking about at the time. This is pre yeah. Connor and Billy Micro Satan show. Yeah. Uh, wow. Go up. And he's like, I'm ready. And he's like, okay. So he's like, I'm going to, Connor's like, I'm going to go first. You get your tattoo. I go back down and I have another, like a drink and I'm writing or something in my notebook. I go up, he gets me in the, the seat. He gets me all lubed up and ready, puts my tattoo on, you know, the outline goes, starts the needle. You walk over. Hey man, I got to go. I was like, what? You? I, I got to go, man. I didn't know it was going to take this long. I, it's D and D practice tonight and I got to bring the tacos. So I got to get these tacos and I got to go home so I can get that dye, that 12-sided dye all oiled up for the practice. Um, and then you were gone. And I was like, all right, that's cool, man. He all left. Right. I got this badass tattoo. And I went to my car and I had a $70 part. <laughs> with a note from you next to it that said, ha ha, remember when I pushed you down that time? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yes, I am also uh, one of those cops to give out traffic tickets. It's great. 
It's a uh, it's a side gig. I don't even need the money. I do it for shits and gigs. Mike, you're such a yeah. spike. <laughs> you go give parking tickets to people who are parked legally just so <laughs> you can fight with them on the street. It's fucking yeah. Crazy. You're fucking and, crazy. And the crazy thing is, I show up to every fucking court date. Every oh court. yeah, I'm there with fucking L's on. You bring like you don't pack just a lunch. You have this whole cooler that's on wheels that you take. <laughs> people make fun of you, but. It's smart, dude. You save a lot of money that way. Yeah. All right. Make fun of me uh, while I'm a fucking millionaire. How about that? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making fun of you. I know. These hypothetical people in this fantasy scenario, I mean. But the details you got wrong are hey? it was not D&D practice. We were playing Hero Quest. And I tried to explain it was like D&D. I was like, never mind. <laughs> it's too complicated to explain. And <laughs> Um, I didn't have to get tacos. It was Popeye's fried chicken. I'm pretty sure you said tacos, dude, because we were right by Tacos A Go Go. I don't recall ever buying tacos for the D and D group or the Hero Quest group. Shut up. See, <laughs> it's just easier to explain okay, to okay. Normcores. Oh, okay, Normcore. Hey, did you? I heard a rumor that uh, so you know how we all used to call each other cucks, and then it was like, oh, we can't say cuck anymore because it's like Nazis are using it. I heard that they started saying NPC as like uh, as people who are cucks or like idiots. NPC. Yeah, like non-player, like a non-player character, non-playable character. Yeah, like someone you talk to at a shop who's like, "Hello, yeah, look like at my set, hair." Sells you the potions and shit. Yeah. That's a that's what a cuck is. So if you fuck somebody's like chick in front of them, you say you fucking non-playable character. Oh, where's your fucking potions now? Look at me. No, I mean I think that group is like once everybody starts using their language or identifies their language, they have to like change their language so that it's harder for you to identify them. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think they change from cuck to NPC. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this. I didn't know if. You so we, I mean, I, why would I know people on the, <laughs> what, wait a second dude <laughs> I, I don't this, know man is this from that normcore comment that you just made um, <laughs> I uh, uh first of all two que- uh, one question so we so we we still can't can we not say cuck can we say cuck I don't know where you're going with that you Do, don't I, I say cuck um I pretty much only call it my friends that like if we're playing Mario Party or some shit, and I completely beat their ass. I'm like, "What's up, Cuck?" Oh uh, uh, yes, those great Mario Party victories that end up with cuck holding. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'll I'll, I'll 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 always say it at an appropriate time, right? So if uh somebody's waiting on the last slice of pizza, you know, and they go they get up and they come back and someone already took it. And if they're like, oh, well, that's fine. And I'm like, oh, you pizza cuck. You just want to watch <sighs> eating in front of you. Hashtag pizza cuck. We're going to try to get that catching on. That's what the, we're going to call this episode. Uh, hashtag <laughs> pizza cuck with Connor Clifton. A.K.A. <laughs> AKA cliffhanger. Um, A.K.A. the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Um, yeah. So, uh, Do you want to provide context for the cliffhanger? Or do your fans already know what the cliffhanger is? No, I mean, uh, well, the cliffhanger is what you call your donger. Am I correct in that? Like, uh, so a bit that Billy and I did for the very first Micro Satan show, mm-hmm. where we made OK Cupids for each other, 
and I was the cliffhanger, and he was the poon hammer. And nobody uh, went out with us for like two or three years after that bit. I thought it was hilarious. Um, the you joined Microsoft like two months later or something. I I did. I just joined on the second show, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, uh, but let, but we can get into that too. Uh, but also, as far as D&D practice goes, I'll have you know, my next book that comes out from Grindhouse Press, Mage of the Hellmouth, is all about a D&D game. Okay? So, yeah. fuck you, cuck. All hey, right? <laughs> by the way, I'll take that. I'll take that cuckolding. But I'll tell yeah. you this. Um, the artwork for your upcoming book is bananas. I posted, I commented on your Instagram. I already told you, like, that is the coolest artwork you have had on one of your books so far. Oh, cool. Thank you. And, um, and I'm talking about, like, I've seen Porn Star Retirement Plan and Ant Poster. All right? And the, this uh, one. I think the, no, thank you for that. I also am really proud of uh, the art that's on the hardcover uh, release that I had that Brian DeBala yeah. did. Um, that's one of my favorite covers I have as well. Um, but yeah, this new one, it's badass. It's got Cerberus on it. Cause it is, this book is heavily about the, the Cerberus at one point comes all into play. Um, but it also, the whole, it's front loaded with all of these things that I took from a former, um, well, I, I took these things that were happening at a former place of business that you and I both worked at. Um, <laughs> and I took all, all right. these, I took all the negative things that they were doing and, uh, that you wouldn't think would be would be real, and I, I put them into this book um, allegedly. So, uh, so I there's a lot of like the whole front. Like you you would recognize this because the front part of the book starts with like the main character and and a friend of his that work at a facility that makes um uh what do you call that craft ice cream is what this is, and it's this okay. fucking this family owned thing. It ends up going back like years and years and years. But like he sits, they sit in their, their car in the morning in the parking lot, smoke fold before they go in, they bring like Lone Star tall boys in their lunchbox to fucking, uh, lunch. It's very much, I took like stuff like that, but I also took, um, some other stupid shit and put it in there. Uh, but that's enough about that. Who fucking cares? Dude? We're here to talk about you. Um, you know, and us, but we can talk about anything, but micro Satan, we are dancing around all that. Uh, yeah, but we should talk about what that is because I I've told many stories about it on uh, John Wayne lied to you, my um, and I mean other than that I don't know where else people may have heard it from. But what it was, Micro Satan was um, well I'll let you explain it. it. You you started it and then I'll you tell tell us what Micro Satan was. Micro Satan started off as a. Uh, uh... Billy Trim and I, we formed like a little comedy duo called Micro Satan. And I can't speak for Billy. I, I, Billy and I have never really uh, talked about it, to be honest. But uh, when it started, I had vision for like building a community. You know, community has always been very important to me. Uh, yeah. And I had it in my head. It was like, we can just like bring people in and we can grow this out and we can have people coming and going and just keep it breathing with new life all the time. And it started off as just like a fictional talk show. I'm a big space ghost fan, Conan O'Brien, David Letterman, Jesus Christ, like talk about being eight years old and being inspired by like somebody like that was, uh, eight year olds, dude. Yeah. That's weird. Is it weird for an eight-year-old to want to be a talk show host? No, I've heard weirder. 
So I've been thinking about this a lot lately, but you remember Wishbone, the dog that could read? Uh, it might be a little uh, after your time. Okay, probably. Is it a young kids? Is it a kids thing? Yeah, it was on PBS, and it's about this dog who would like read books, and he'd reenact the books. Yeah, in costume. It was fun. Uh, filmed in Dallas. It was cute. But they had a computer game about the Odyssey, and in that instruction, oh, Homer's book, the Odyssey. Homer's the Odyssey. The very same. Um, in the instruction book for it, it said, if you win, who knows what could happen? You could, like, get a parade in your town. You could even host your own talk show. And I thought that that was real. I thought mm -hmm. it was serious. So I beat the game, and I didn't get a talk show. Wow. And then I went and killed that fucking dog. Dude, you should see I that. killed wow, Wishbone. Good. Well, I, I, I slaughtered did. Wishbone. Well, but I mean... Know. She or he, I'm sure, was uh, getting on in years, and it's time to move, uh, you know, wishbone on to the next uh, realm. And you just were doing your due diligence. You're a vet you're a part-time veterinarian, are you not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, it's less veterinarian and more mafia doctor, but it's, no. yeah, it's, you're like uh, people call you the uh, you know, Doctor Death of Dogs type of thing. Like you're a you're Kavorkian type. Uh, they just come to you for that. That's what you do. Hey, you know what? I'm already regretting saying that I killed a dog on your podcast. away from this bit. I'm gonna backpedal. Okay. Uh, so don't explore this premise anymore. No, no, not no. this premise. But I do want to. One thing about this. No story. dogs were killed. No dogs were killed. It was all a joke. You are, however, still studying veterinary uh, medicine on the side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in that moment, that's actually um, my earliest memory of really wanting a talk show and feeling really, really hurt and let down that I didn't get one. What a nerd. All right. There you go. <clears throat> that was me and Connor Clifton, my very good buddy uh, and pal. Uh, he Check uh, out his show, Effin Rager, E-F-F-I-N Rager, on their Twitch channel. It's every Monday night live, and, uh, and then uh, you can watch them or listen to them on their podcast, actually, stream. After that, his uh, good friend and, and co-host in that, Mr. Ned Gale, the very, very funny Ned Gale, uh, that's actually on his birth certificate, the very, very funny Ned Gale, and you have to say both varies or he gets super pissed off, but, uh, no, <clears throat> Ned's great as well, and I am, uh, planning on having him on a show coming up soon as well, so we can talk to him, um, and, uh, that'll be, uh, pretty cool, so, uh, anyway, without further ado, uh, moving on from this. Oh, and if, don't forget, if you want to listen to the rest of this episode, please check out the, the Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Uh, and you can listen to that in all the back episodes. So without further ado, we will, uh, we're going to move on to the story portion. Now, now what I was saying earlier about, uh, you know, I kill virtual killer con was this weekend. And I would, I would talk about that more in the, in the show here because, you know, usually when I in the story part, usually when I'm going to conventions, the you know the Monday after I come back from a con is a recap of the convention. I talk about all the things I did, how it went, what happened, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it, uh, you know, so I wanted to do one of those kind of uh, from this weekend, and it made it, you know, and it's it's a little bit more uh, of a story because I actually did go to a hotel, uh, not. It wasn't being held. The convention wasn't being held, but I was in a hotel. Anyway, let's say this is, uh, um, I'm dreaming of, oh, this is going to be good. I'm dreaming of a virtual killer con, uh, 2020.
So, as you know, um, as I said last weekend during the podcast last weekend, uh, that would have been the weekend I would have been at Scares at Care up in Virginia, one of my all-time favorite conventions, one that really uh, launched a thousand ships for me, got me started uh, and, and ready to take the plunge out in the, the traveling circuit there. Um, this weekend, you know, that just passed would have been KillerCon, which takes place here in Texas, where I, uh, where Wayne Manor is. I am in Houston, H Town, Thirty Third, Third Coast. Shouts out. Of course, as you know, KillerCon is held in Austin. So <clears throat> they, uh, it was canceled several, you know, weeks ago. Weeks ago, it was canceled. Uh, months, even. I, I've lost track of all time, really. But it was canceled quite a while ago, uh, and like other many many other conventions were doing, uh, they very quickly, you know, kind of pivoted it to, uh, but we're going to do a virtual version and we'll, you know, we're going to get it together and, and we'll have that because, you know, I know Scares at Care was putting that together, which I, I believe I said last week, you know, it was really awesome. It went really well. Uh, you know, Brian Keene did a great job. Joe Ripple, uh, shouts out to them for sure. And Scares at Care. So this was going to be a very similar type of thing for KillerCon. Um, and, I was uh, included on a panel, uh, which we'll talk about, and for a re reasons completely unrelated to it being KillerCon, I uh, stayed at a I stayed at a hotel for the weekend. Um, <clears throat> no, I didn't. My my life did not kick me out. Uh, no problems like that. It was one of those things where I think I talked about it before uh, a couple weeks ago when I decided not to go to Indianapolis to Days of the Dead. And I, I, you know, I kind of, you know, canceled out of that and, and didn't do it. Uh, my wife, just as a, a nice gesture to kind of get me uh, out of the house a little bit and give me some like, you know, I guess time to pretend I'm at a convention or something, just a hotel. And I could, you know, and uh, and it was this weekend that she got it for me. So it was a nice like it, it matched up. It was like I was going to KillerCon, but it was only like 15 minutes down the road from my house, not two and a half hours. And I, I just stayed in a hotel room that I didn't leave for pretty much two days um <laughs> but yeah so i she got me a hotel room it, it was you know decent uh decent sized place decent you know room suite for you know a king king suite for a king that's what i always say and so i get there first of all and i go to check in and i'm i i'm rolling like with my usual shit like the only thing i don't have i don't have my books and stuff that i would normally be selling but what i mean is like i've got my guitar i've got a 12 pack of beer i'm holding plus i have a, i had a four pack of yellow rose quartz uh from uh that brewery that uh shall not be named but uh very good brewery by the way good beer i had all that and i go in and it's uh shortly after check-in time this is friday afternoon and it's starting to get busy there's one person working the counter you know things are still i can forgive a lot but now I'll, I'll pretty much unless you're just being a flat-out incompetent and you're being dickish about it I'll, I'll let everything go right now i'm not you know getting mad at anybody everyone's trying their best right so uh very nice you know uh woman at the counter checks me in there's there's a line starts forming behind me uh so you know she gives me my key i turn around there's like six six people and, and someone else walking in the door you know so i was like oh shit i just beat the rush I go out, I get I get some of my stuff, I come back in, like like I said, I've got my beer and my, my cooler and on my guitar, and I go to the first uh, room, the room that she's given me is on the first floor, I walk to the room, uh, open up the door, 
And I walk in, and the first thing I see across the room, I see like the the bed and the pillows are arranged weird. And, I, and in my mind, I'm just like, that's a weird way to do the pillows. I guess they're doing something fancy. And I then I stop and look, and the bed, like the blankets are all tw- twisted up and thrown around. And I was like, wait a second. And I look to the side, and there's all this like trash from Subway and shit like on the dresser. And I was like, this isn't this can't be right. So I was like, I don't think that this room has been cleaned. So I went back to the, the front desk and I just stood on the side of it while she was helping people. And she, she asked me what was you know, wrong. And I told her, I was like, I don't think uh, that room's either not cleaned yet or someone's still in it because it's definitely not, it's not for me to go live in right now. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Jeez. She's checking some stuff. She's helping somebody in front of her. Uh, she gets back to me really quick, gives me another room. It's on the second floor. I'm like, thank you. She's like, I'm so, so sorry. And I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. So I go up, take the elevator. I go up to my second floor room, uh, open the door. This one, there's no mistake in my mind that, uh, you know, I'm not thinking like maybe they're trying something new. No, this, this room is just trash. There was like towels everywhere. The bathroom was covered in towels. I don't know what was happening. It was, uh, there's trash places. I was like, well, this person did a good job. First of all, second of all, I'm definitely not staying in this one. So, so I was like, man, this sucks. I got to go all back down there again, but whatever. So I went down there and, uh, I, she saw me come in and she was just like, her face just dropped. When she looked over and saw me coming the other way, she still has people in line. And she's like, no. And I was like, yeah, that one's not uh, that one's not ready either. And she's like, oh, my God, just give me one second. I'm so sorry. I was like, that, handle. I said, take care of what you're doing. I'm I'm in no hurry. I have nowhere to be. I'm going to stand right here. So I stood by the side of the desk, off to the side. And, of course, I just, like, opened up my 12-pack and started drinking a beer. Uh, I had my mask. I pulled, you know, I pulled it down to drink a beer, put it back. Uh, and I and she was kept apologizing to me between people. She'd be like, just take, if you want anything from the snack bar here, just take whatever you want, a drink, something to eat. It doesn't matter. You can even have a popsicle if you want. And I was like, can I? Uh, but I, I didn't want anything. It, it's just like stuff like um, <clears throat> like sodas. I don't drink soda. Uh, and like small bottles of Gatorade and Chips Ahoy cookies and stupid shit like that. Microwave popcorn. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want anything. I'm fine. I'm cool to wait. Don't worry about it. So, uh, you know, again, I'm just standing there for a little bit. <clears throat> she gets the last guy done in line. She turns to me, okay, I'm going to get this figured out for you. I was like, cool. She like, please take something. It's on me. And I was like, no, I don't, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I really am cool. I don't need anything. She's like, okay, if you want something, come back and get it. I was like, all right. So she sends me to the next room on the fourth floor. I go up there. And as she's doing this key for me, the last guy in line that she helped, uh, he's coming walking back down the hall and said, uh, nope, same thing as him. That room's not clean already. And she's like, oh, my God. She was. I felt so bad for her. Because <clears throat> clearly it had been some kind of miscommunication. Like it, Those rooms were marked as clean in the system. As far as I understand how that kind of stuff works, uh, you know, they don't, like, there's some indicator that is switched or something. But So I guess she's reading these rooms as being available, and none of them are ready. But... Anyway, I open the door to my room, and we're all good, baby. It's clean. It's sanitized. It is fine. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I uh, I get in there, and I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I've already had a couple beers, uh, you know, hanging out, and I'm pretty energized and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to play some guitar. So I took out my guitar, started playing a little bit. Just had a couple more beers, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do an Instagram Live. I tried to do an Instagram Live show last friday or like a friday ago and 
for whatever reason, I guess, I don't know if the tr- internet traffic was high or something was fucked up, but it would not, it would not let me do, go live. It kept kicking me off. It would put me on there and say, you are now live. And then it would immediately say like, paused due to poor connection. And it just was a mess. I tried for a while and I was like, fuck it. So I caught the wild hair. I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it now. See, see if anybody wants to, you know, listen to me play. So I set up my little tripod and light and shit and I, I just uh, turn it on, I go live, and I start uh, playing songs. And there's a, you know, a good amount of people jumped in there, some requests and stuff. So shouts out everybody that watched it. Uh, you know, and I, I was just drinking beers and played songs for about an hour. And uh, you know, from what I, I maybe have been told, uh, maybe it, towards the end, it looks like I've had a few beers. Uh, but you know, it's a lot of fun. I had a great time. It's still up on my Instagram if you want to check it out. Uh, you know, it's on your IGTV link. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And then I got was jazzed. I was like even more energized. I was like, fuck yeah, that was fun. Uh, I got to I got to make a call on the bat phone. So I uh, and that's not code for take a shit. It's code for me texting Nick P who when I said, hey, what are you doing right now? He said taking a shit. So you f- <laughs> you figure it out. All right. But um, I said, hey, man, I got I got this hotel room, you know, off over here in this area. Uh, if you want to come over, I got a bunch of beer, you know, if you want to hang out, we could, you know, work on stuff or, you know, just chill. And he immediately texts me back witness relocation program, question mark. And I was like, no, man, I'm just, I'm here for like doing some writing and shit. And he was like, okay, I guess I'll be there. So Nick shows up about an hour or so later and he brings two six packs of beer and, uh, my room bathroom has a, um, uh, pretty high powered exhaust fan, which has the the switch a lot of them don't have a switch anymore they just kind of run low key in the back all the time in a lot of hotel rooms i've found lately this one actually had a switch so i knew it was on and working and uh we smoked a lot of weed in that bathroom for sure um but we were just here's the thing it's a friday night you know we're drinking a lot um talking we're watching stupid shows uh we're watching like weird episodes of the x-files and dukes of hazard it, it was so weird. It, meanwhile, we're making trips in and out of like the bathroom to get high. It was uh, it was insane. But you know, before we knew it, it was like five thirty in the morning, and Nick's like, "All right, I'm out of here," and I was like, "All right, good night." And uh, I had had quite a few beverages for sure, and I was like, "Man, I didn't had no intention of staying up this late." Um, <clears throat> so I cl- crawl into bed and immediately fall asleep. And I wake up at like about 10 o'clock and I feel like garbage, like absolute garbage. And I'm like, oh, God, get up. Come on. All right. You can do this. Let's go. We got to uh, come on. You do this all the time. huh? You, who do you think you are? You're John Wayne. That's right. Get up. Get up. Like I get up and I go get in the shower and start, you know, I make some coffee in the little coffee pot and I'm trying to get my shit together because I'm like, I'm going to sit down and do some writing. Um, I have a <clears throat> I'm on a panel that, you know, I was. I was on a panel that day at 1.30, so I had some time. I wanted to write for a couple hours before that, and uh, I just could not get it together. I felt so so bad. I mean, I'm drinking water. I'm doing everything. So <clears throat> it's about, you know, I said my panel is at 1.30. I try to sit down and uh, uh, write some. It's not, you know, working. I'm, I, I just finally I give up at one point and say I'm going to read and try to take a nap. So I try to. I can't really fall asleep. So I just get up and say, you know what? I need to slam a beer real quick. 
hair of the dog, baby. So I get, uh, drink this Lodestar Lights, and I, I had one of those quarts of uh, Yellow Rose left, and I was saving that. But uh, I downed a beer real quick and opened another one and sipped on it. And um, I still, I mean, it, it wasn't instantaneous at all by any means, but uh, I sat down, the panel was about to start, I get my computer, you know, I get everything set up, sitting there at, in the, my room, and uh, then I open that big boy, because it's got a pretty nice alcohol content, and I'm like, this has got to be what, you know, makes daddy feel all better. So, <clears throat> I start sipping on that, and and uh, yeah, it, it does make me feel better. And then once the panel begins, you know, it's the general kind of uh, adrenaline, or just like being on, you know, knowing that... Uh, the same, almost the same as standing in front of people, except you, these people are watching you virtually. Whatever, who cares? But uh, that got the adrenaline, a little adrenaline boost, and then that, I guess, like you know, pushed the alcohol through my system faster. And I was like, okay, now I feel very fine. So the panel I was on was called the Bukowski effect: uh, drugs, uh, authors battling drugs and addiction and their nightmares or something, demons in their work, something like that about. Uh, drug abuse, drug addiction, and uh, it was myself, uh, Mr. John Skip, uh, Jeff Burke, uh, Lisa Cantoral, and uh, moderated by Nate Southerd. So that was everybody, right? Yeah, and myself. So when I first was like, I saw that I was on this panel, I, I balked at first because I was like, wait, what does that mean? What do they, they think I'm a drug addict or something? Is that what this is? Is this my intervention? What's happening? I, I was kind of a little bit like, huh? And I, I know Skip felt the same way because he had tech, he had actually commented on this post. It was like, I think everybody on this panel just smokes a lot of weed. I'm not sure we're in the right place. And uh, no, and then we, you know, it, Nate jumped on there and said, no, we're going to talk about, you know, a bunch of different things and you know, all this stuff. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I, I, you know, I got over it after I, I, I had a, a mild feeling of like, huh. I'm not on a panel that talks about writing, but they'll put me on a panel that talks about doing drugs. What does that say, you know, about me? You guys don't think I'm... But then I was like, ah, oh, fuck that. I don't care. And they don't think that anyway. Uh, and this panel was actually super, super cool. Uh, you know, we all just kind of shared different things. I, I have a pretty uh, solid, you know, stances and beliefs on on what I, you know, on, on that kind of thing. So I, I was definitely just spoke freely about that and, and about how I feel it affects me. It's all like I, I all about dis I talked a lot about discipline, you know, that I, I just I can't I can't I haven't getting gotten to a point getting gotten to a point where anything has been is strong enough to pull me off of my, you know, away from my this career that I'm chasing. This is the most important thing, you know, you know, my craft is the most important thing and nothing else is really worth that. At least not to me. I'm not, you know, thank thank goodness or whoever, thank uh, zippity doo that I don't have, uh, you know, um, like an, an addiction, a, a legit addiction that, uh, you know, a lot of people have and, and have to battle. Um, you know, Nate talked about uh, on the on the uh, show how, uh, you know, he is sober for four years and, you know, he talked, he shared some stories about that. And that's a completely different, different thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I don't have to battle things in that regard at all. Um, and I'm also pretty good at like taking a, a break. Uh, like after this weekend, I think I, I might not drink for a couple of weeks just to, I have got to dry out. Uh, it was a lot of drinking. And so, but, but the panel was really good. And I ended up drinking that beer 
uh, plus two more beers while we were doing it. And when, when it was over, I went in my bathroom to smoke a you know, congratulatory bowl to myself. And, uh, oh, it's, oh, it's 420 right now. I better take a hit. But I started smoking the bowl. And then, you know, about second hit, now I start feeling hot. And, and then I just, it was like, oh, yeah, baby. I'm firing on all cylinders. And that lasted for not very long. But uh, I, so I just, um, and now here's the, the killer. So, I, again, I, I smoke. I feel fine. But, uh, but I'm really just buzzed. You know, this is, I'm just trying to do, like, maintenance here to keep myself from feeling like garbage. But I really don't have too much to uh, to do about it. I have to kind of buckle in at some point. So I sat down after that panel and I wrote two paragraphs. And then I looked up at my um, battery on my MacBook here and I saw it said like 21%. I was like, oh, fuck, dude, that panel, being on that panel drained my battery. And I get up and go, I turn around and go to my suitcase and... Uh, Nope. I did not bring my cord for my my fucking computer uh to charge it. And what fuck it, like I'm supposed to be on a writing retreat and my laptop is about to die. So I'm like, fuck man, shit. So I so getting on to watch any of the other panels for the rest of the day, definitely a no-go. I'm definitely not going to be able to do that. Uh so I was like the one thing I wanted to do was log on and watch the Splatterpunk Awards, uh, which were going to be that evening. And I wanted to, so I was like, well, f- let me just, I'm going to save this. T- I'm just going to sh- shut this down. And I'll watch the Splatterpunk Awards later. And after that, with whatever juice is left on the, on the computer, I'll just write till it runs out. Right. And I was like, all right, I'm talking to myself here. All right, deal, deal. So I really settled in to read. And what I was doing, I, re- I, I was reading uh, The Totem. Um, which uh, was recommended to me by, you know, Christopher Triana. Shouts out fellow fellow horror author on, um, you know, he and I do our podcast as well that comes out every Thursday, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. And he had recommended, we did a, a, you know, an episode recently on vampires versus werewolves, and he recommended this book to me called The Totem by David Morell, and it was awesome. Uh, I read the shit out of it. I loved it. And uh, I basically finished it, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to fall asleep try to fall asleep again for like an hour and then log on. I, I'm like so restless. I'm not comfortable. I'm tossing and turning. And I just said, fuck it. I start another book. I'm like literally start reading another book that I brought. Um, then it's time for the, the award. So I, I open up my computer and I, you know, hit my password, get in there. And I'm like going and uh, screen just goes black. And I was like, what? I'm hitting, you know, hitting some buttons and shit, like trying to make it come back to life. And I was like, what is happening? So I shut it and opened it again. Nothing is still black. Then I go to hit the power button. I'm holding down the power button and it comes up and shows that the battery is dead. Like the symbol that's showing, like plug it in because the battery is dead, you idiot. And then, it, you know, it just flashes out a couple times and goes off. And I was so I was like, great, great. So clearly like that, whatever that 21% was, was maybe like a... a very, um, you know, auspicious guess, if you will, because I, I mean, it, I think it probably had way less than that because it just died. I mean, I didn't even have a chance to open it. And by then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'll just catch it on fucking Twitter. And that's what I did. Um, but I do want to announce who the winners 
uh, are the uh, the Splatterpunk Awards this year. Um, the uh, so this year for the twenty twenty uh, Splatterpunk Awards for best novel uh, was Christine Morgan. Uh, congratulations, Christine, for her her novel Lake House Infernal. Uh, Chris and I, uh, Christiana and I just shouted out her book. Her book was Book of the Week. Uh, actually, will be this week on our episode that comes out on Thursday. If you listen to Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, we talk about that book. And uh, and it's our Book of the Week. So And it won. So cool. Killer. Uh, for best novella, Wesley Southard, One for the Road. Shouts out, Wes. You are the man. Uh, Wes is a good friend, friend of the show. His wife, Katie Southard, shouts out. Uh, her podcast, Make Me Read Your Book. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, okay, best story, Ryan Harding's Angel Bait. Um, and that was in the big... Oh, man, well, it's not listed here. It's like the big book of uh, uh, something, <clears throat> like um, Splatterpunk or Extreme Splatter. I'll, I'll have to post it. But this is... Uh, you can look at this on, like, Brian uh, Brian Keene's Twitter feed is where he's got it all put up here. It's an easy way to find it. Uh, so congratulations, Sir Ryan. And then best collection, Brian Smith, Dirty Rotten Hippies, a grindhouse press production. Shouts out, hold it down. I'm gonna go to town. Grindhouse. <laughs> so uh, congratulations, Brian and, and Grindhouse. Uh, keep it in the family. And then, this was very exciting, uh, best anthology. Death's Head Press wins it with And Hell Followed. And who has a, a story in that, you ask? Well, little old me, Uncle Johnny Wayne, has a story in there. And that's cool, though, because it's cool to be a part of uh, that that book and see how that anthology and see how far it's come since its inception. I mean, I opened a, a message from Jared Barbie that I got like when I one morning super early that just said, hey, I got a paying gig for you. Now, that could mean a lot of things. I didn't know him yet. That could have been like, hey, I want you to come dance for me, baby. But uh, it was, it was, he was offering me this, you know, a story, not, not a submit, you know, it was an offer. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, so to go from there and see all the other great authors that are in that anthology, and now it comes, you know, now it's all the way down the road here and it's winning uh, a year later the best, you know, uh, collection, best anthology. And that's, that's awesome. And then the uh, JF, uh, Gonzalez Lifetime Achievement Award. This year it went to Mr. Ed Lee, the king uh, of swing and and grossness and extreme horror. Uh, Ed Lee. So I got to see that, but um, I I got like I said, no writing. I'm on a writing retreat. I got no writing done that whole day. I'm like fuck. Um, so I try to go to sleep and I get up early this morning, like six thirty or so, and. I have to go down and try to find someone to get coffee after I take a shower, and I still kind of feel low grade like shit. And uh, and I know it's because I slammed all those beers like midday uh, from the day before. So I just like take a shower, get my stuff. I, I have a few hours like, in the room still, so I, I start drawing. I'm working on this logo for somebody. Uh, I'll announce I'll announce it when it's done, and I can. But I started to do that to give myself something to do, and uh, and just was like shaking my head at myself. I'm like fucking idiot. You know, I went in, uh, I'm slipping, you know, I haven't traveled in so long. I'm slipping that that's like the, the all, all power cords, all charging, uh, things that have to charge stuff. I'm always very, uh, particular about making sure I grab those because, you know, if you don't, it, it sucks to, you know, all of a sudden your phone's about to die and you don't have a charger and I have to borrow one or go buy one or something. So I'm always really good about that, but 
I came in here, I, I came into the library of evil, I got my laptop and maybe my iPad and something else. I went to put it in my bag in the other room and telling myself like, okay, I'm gonna come back and get that cord and wrap it up. And I, I either got distracted or just com walked out and completely forgot because I had like the memory of a goldfish. And uh, I was kicking myself. So I was like, you stupid son of a bitch. But oh well. Uh, all in all, it was, uh, it was a good, it was cool to get away for a week, for a weekend. Um, you know, it was kind of surreal and weird in a way that it was like a convention, but no convention. And I, I, I also did think like, I wonder if this would be like, I guess this is just what it would be like if I came to the convention and didn't leave the room, you know, but that, I guess that would kind of be how it would be like if you went to any hotel and didn't leave the room. Cause that's what I did. You know, so it was nice to get away. I am, uh, you know, it does suck uh, that I f forgot my power cord and I uh, couldn't do any any real writing except for two paragraphs, but I did get some good drawing done. I did play a bunch of guitar. Uh, if you checked out my IG Live thing uh, when I was playing, thank you. Um, you know, but it was a good time, and that was, it was kind of like I was at KillerCon a little bit, you know, I, uh, although I only got to see, you know, one panel and maybe some things from the, the beginning, but... Uh, it was still cool. It still had that feeling. Uh, I was like, you know what? That this does kind of feel like I'm out in the doing it. And and uh, I thought that the whole virtual element of the convention, the the aspects that I saw, the panel I was involved in, uh, went super smooth uh, as far as technical things went. And the things that I had seen before, the other panels, they they, they everything seemed to be going well in the readings. So uh, so shouts out to them. They did a great job. Wrath James White, I know, is heading that up and uh his team I, I don't know who else uh actually was on it this year because i usually see them in person when i'm there so anyway shouts out to killer con it was a great time and uh you know of course i'm you know goofus and gallant my way into you, you know being in a hotel and and get you know to do work and then getting no work done and I, I have to come home so i can work which is cool my outfit this is cool <laughs> All right, there you go. That was uh, my wrap-up of a semi-experienced semi of virtual KillerCon 2020 and uh, me and how um, absolutely dumb I am, I guess. But that was how my hotel time was. I, I did get stuff done, and, and sometimes you just got to party like a rock star uh, and drink all night uh, because that's what needs to be done. So no regrets. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. I appreciate it so much. Please go to johnwayneisdead.com for all your John Wayne needs. You can check out where I'll be coming up. I've got to revamp that whole shows page. Uh, looks like almost everything is canceled so far, but there is some hope. Uh, I will let you know. Uh, also at johnwayneisdead.com, go to the shop page. You can get all, all of my books are in stock there. I've got, oh, and I had a new sticker this week that is not on the site yet. It'll be on the site today when you listen to this episode. Uh, it's a clear sticker, so it's like translucent and, and very colorful. And it, it is also my new uh, banner, what my new banner will be, the artwork. So very exciting. I've got a bunch of stickers on there, plus sticker packs, uh, T-shirts, the John Wayne is Dead, records, all kinds of great stuff. And that all comes straight from me, so I will sign everything for you. And I send uh, little goodies on there as well, and I appreciate it so much. Um, also, all of my books are on Amazon or Kindle and uh, very easily accessible there. Thank you so much for checking them out there as well. And uh, don't forget to follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Twitter and Instagram. And 
listen to my other uh, show with Christopher Triana, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. comes out every Thursday. And, uh, you know, if you want to shoot on over to the Patreon, throw a dollar in the dollar beer fund and you get access to the awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast every single week uh, or any of the tiers that you want to sign up on. So thank you all so much. And, uh, you know, I will see you uh, next time.